0: to part two of episode 23 of black band t-shirt podcast still ranking the records of metallica so um in our first part we did um the first three metallica records unsurprisingly <laughs> Kill 'Em all uh, ride the lightning and master of puppets which leaves us the final one of the infamous first four metallica records shout out to uh my friend Charlie Simmons, who, who calls his uh, DJ name DJ first four Metallica albums. <laughs> because wow. they, 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 they are the highlight of his life. <laughs> so we move on now to 1988, the year Chris and I were born, and justice for all. Um, so it's um, landed four for me. Controversially, behind a black helmet to some people but so uh, we'll get into that later but um, yeah I mean obviously I've ranked uh kill All um, two places below it so this isn't the worst of the first four but this is quite a significant drop off from Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets for me okay <laughs> I think
1: I was I mean so I was just saying to Lucy in a break in, in, in one of the breaks we've had that um It has ended up... It's ended up sixth below Death Magnetic.
0: Oh, of course, yeah. And Kill 'Em All
1: for me. Um, I went into doing my listens for this really hoping that this would be the time that I get it Mm. and it would climb up the rankings. And it just didn't.
0: So what's your problem with it? Top-heavy, like me?
1: I just find it pretty dull. Mm. And I don't really know why. Because when I listen to it and analyse it, it's not. Mm. But it... it, uh, I dunno, for me just it doesn't have the that it doesn't have the highs that the Ride, Lightning and and um Master of Puppets I did disagree for me. I think there are yeah, but I think for me there there are like the highlights really stick out as highlights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that but the, the but how high those highlights are is how high the whole of Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets were as albums. Okay. And this isn't. Uh, but I think there's a lot to be said for the the other band I was thinking of that we've done that I would compare it to things I didn't like about was Kajira. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of songs on here for me that are quite monotonous, mm-hmm. guitar-wise. Okay. There's a lot of chugging and a lot of one chord chugging going on.
2: Oh yeah, there's chugging. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's like I was saying not so long so long ago that it, it's not your it, it it it's um it's slower. In terms of it, it's not mm. traditionally... That's why it's listed as being progressive metal, I think, because there is a, st- a different style of uh, yeah. guitar playing here. Um, I do... I think it's an album you either get or you don't.
1: I suppose I suppose it's an album that comes out of the fact that no, they've gone it, through it, it, a really it, fucking horrible time as well, this, actually. This is right. the
0: interesting thing. It's it's not really that Marmite. It's so... Like, Chris is one of the f- very few, if any dissenting voices I've heard ever against and Justice for All. I didn't think this was a Marmite record.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: I d I don't I know. think oh, I, I don't well, all Metallica fans are pretty much united in loving this record.
2: My understanding was that people kind of gave it shit because of the production, which I would also. Well, yeah, convict. the
0: the Hazingham did is obviously the worst yeah. part here. You can't yeah. hear the fucking bass. Um
2: but when I re-listened to it for this podcast, mm. I wasn't like Please Give Me Bass because I mm. think that the songs are strong in their own right. Okay. Um, I think Please Give Me Cliff maybe
1: is a different question. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, it's complex. I think the, the songwriting capabilities on this, obviously, without Cliff, mm. it shows that they, c- they can yep. oh, yeah, it's be complex without him. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you've got some real standouts on here. One mm. being yeah. one of them. Yeah, Uh, was their first music video as well. Mm -hmm. Um, My personal favorite on this album would be the opening,
0: Mm, uh, blackened, blackened, incredible.
2: The title track actually,
0: yeah, very impressive. Those are second, uh, my second and third favorite tracks here. Yeah, um, I'd argue actually that um, blackened is their strongest opener to date, even beyond fight fire Fire with fire and your your. uh, your boy, Battery. <laughs> cool. And, <Yeah>. uh, but, <laughs> Dire's Eve is the weakest closer yet.
2: Yeah, okay. I disagree,
1: okay. I disagree on both counts. Okay. I really like Dire's Eve and I'm not that fussed about Blackened.
0: Okay. Yeah. Wow. Blackened is so fucking good. It's good, good. don't be yeah,
1: yeah. It's one of my preferred ones on the album. Mm-hmm. But, I, I, it's it's the weakest opener since Kirmore for
0: me. Um, my favourite track here is One. Um, I think this is my favourite Kirk Hammett performance ever Fair. I think, yeah, Kirk sounds fucking, from that clean-picked intro to, I think his solo his one solo is the best and um, the songwriting in, in, in this one is um, doing it again uh, yeah. in, in this one is, is incredible, like <laughs> uh, the um, like Machine Gun, James and Lars yeah. bit yeah. Dr- 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 yeah. incredible absolutely one amazing is, like,
1: I have put that that is one of my favourite sections in Heavy Metal I think. ever it's yeah. the way the drums yes. come in doing it first yeah. and then the guitar joins it that whole bit is just
2: live it sounds shit yeah because
0: <laughs> Lars can't do it because anymore
2: he can't do it and it's sped up yeah. which I think mm-hmm. it loses all power mm-hmm. yeah when, when I don't like it generally when bands do that yeah, yeah. but um, Harvester of Sorrow I've, men- I've mentioned it before I think that's a really cool track mm, it is when performed now I think when you've got someone like Rob that can put his kind of like funk influences mm-hmm. into it yeah yeah yeah
0: it's mm-hmm. really cool definitely I, and, I, go gone, sorry I go. sorry and, and I think Carvester of Sorry is where you start to see Black Album James come through vocally that's
1: exactly what yeah. I was about to say gen- not even just with James gen- but just generally mm-hmm. I've said that I think it's very much a sign of what's to come from 90s Metallica mm-hmm. it's got it's, it's, it's that for what I'm not saying it in a negative way here but it's what I've used the word I've used already is, is the ploddy mm-hmm. side of it it's got that more Stompy Let's go with that It sounds more, more Positive
0: really? <laughs> it's the Stompy rhythm so. um, Yeah um, As I briefly Mentioned earlier the, um, This album is I mean so low It's it's still fourth But It was a close Call between This and Load for me Because I think this album Is extremely top heavy After one It kind of Doesn't fall off a cliff If you'll pardon The awful pun there um, oh, But <laughs>
2: Fucking hell Besides rest.
0: the, <laughs> I mean, "Harvester of Sorrow" is cool. I like the "Oh, we, oh, we Do oh, you? I like it. Yeah. That's
1: my worst intro moment. To Why? Afraid it Lender takes Sanity. me yeah. completely yeah. out of the album. Of, oh fuck! I'm watching *Wizard of Oz*. now. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why is it there? <laughs> almost as much
0: as because uh, there's a song called "Afraid of Sanity." It's meant to like be like, "Oh, what's
1: this?" Wah! Almost. Am I what, what, what by... <laughs> by invoking one of the campest films ever made <laughs> like that and and the the, um, the, the use of uh, America from West Side Story on the, on the Black Album does the same thing for me it's like, mm, <laughs> yeah. it's, like it's, it's just like it's a bit of silliness on yeah. an album that isn't
0: remotely silly anywhere
1: else I've, it's always just I don't know I've always just had a real issue with that bit it just really throws me out
0: mm. okay but yeah, other than that, it's a weak second half. Um, to Live To Die, I, I did mention earlier in my instrumentals roundup, but it's not good. It's not great. It's Missing Cliff.
1: It is, and it's, you know, it's the most explicitly about him on the album. Yes. Um,
0: oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, that's why I felt mean having well, it as my worst track, because it's about it's a tribute to Cliff. Well, and, but...
1: and the thing is, it's, it's made up of unused Cliff Burton riffs. Yeah. So I like the idea of doing that, mm-hmm. um, but I suppose it kind of means that it is missing something and that it's essentially unfinished. But mm-hmm. I, I quite I like I think it's
2: good. It was made in four months, which I feel like if if they've ex- if they extended that a little bit, you may have had a different album. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think it was made in, you know, they just wanted to get it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, they were clearly going through shit at the time as yeah. well um, yeah I think it's technically as I say a very complex album that's why they don't really perform many of the tracks live yeah. Yeah. apparently Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, well I've always seen one in a yeah, uh, Metallica yeah. set but other than that yeah maybe The Odd Blackened I've only seen them like four times maybe so yeah I don't have a lot of experience
2: one of the cool things about them doing the tour um, with this album was the Lady Justice hmm. statue that would later be replicated in their later tours because um, it, uh, oh, it famously have, collapsed, didn't it?
1: Have a version honest, yeah, didn't know about that. Yeah.
2: Cool.
0: Okay. Um Do you think that's what one of the things that gave uh, Spinal Tap their um, <laughs> influence for things like Stonehenge. Yeah. Must have
1: been um, <laughs> Probably. Yeah. It's I mean I've got it's interesting you said it's up to one and then falls off. I've got the shortest draw as my worst.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah, sorry. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, fair.
0: Um, also sorry sorry should apologize for the roadworks if you're picking that up. Oh yeah. <laughs> just uh, just kind of notice that uh-
1: yeah, unclocked it, but there you go. Nothing we
2: do yeah, about it. Yeah, it, it's that. not the the one machine gun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or did I hear? Absolute horror. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, shortest straw. Yeah, not very good. I find, yeah, you're right.
1: I, I, I usually really love it, like a stuttering kind of intro as well, but it doesn't mm-hmm. quite work for me on that one, and then it gets a bit boring.
0: Have you um, mentioned Chris your best song here, though, mate? Have I?
1: I mean, uh, one. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's 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 an obvious choice i suppose but it's again i suppose maybe it helps that i knew that song before i knew the album mm-hmm. possibly so then listening through to it it kind of is the one that's always stuck out mm. um i think touch the track as well i agree is it's is, is brilliant yeah. yeah i think that's really really good
0: anything else folks to say on injustice for all mm. interesting uh, just to just to drop in here, um, Greg Pusciato, the Dinger Escape Plan, former podcast subject's favourite Metallica album. But that's okay, why they yeah. titled the song 82588 on Ironworks. Okay. No de facto alert. <laughs> um, no particular hot takes on this on, on the old Twitter sphere, but... Uh, I think Ash, yeah.
1: Ash from Sugar Horse has it as his
0: favourite. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, I... I've, I've put as my highlight... He, he, he
0: likes long songs, yeah. <laughs> no surprise there.
1: I've put as my highlight that the final three tracks, I think, are really strong closing. So yeah, actually, that's in disagreement with your... Yeah, kind of I don't. Off.
2: This was really before the mainstream had caught up with them yet. Yeah. Um, they were bordering on it mm. when they... I think they joined Guns N' Roses on their tour, yeah. which was when they had the riots in Montreal. Yeah, And I think he was and was that where um, James Burton himself? Yeah. yeah.
1: I think it's... I mean, it's interesting...
2: Like, I think that was a horrible booking yeah, to book yeah. them with oh gotcha amazing. yeah
0: yeah yeah like yeah this um, yeah, completely different band e- 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 extremely technical bands to coming off yeah um, three albums that sound like they, they do off Guns N' Roses on yeah appetite for destruction and inciting riots yeah not fit in the slightest
1: I think I think it's interesting that you've mentioned a lot about how sort of experimental this album is and things
0: mm. it's, it, it it's so it's so prog and it's, it's record, and, it's,
1: and for me that means it's kind of odd seeing it in order of release that it goes Master of Puppets to this and then to Metallica. It would almost have made more like it'd be more. Logical f- progression of Master of Puppets straight through the Black Album almost makes more sense without this happening in between. No, but
0: imagine... Sir, it's, it's, we'll get to the, the fan backlash against the Black Album next, <laughs> obviously, but um, imagine a backlash if that had come oh, out of after course. Master of Puppets. But, I, but what, all I mean My is I feel, word. I feel
1: like it's musically closer. <laughs> I feel like those two albums are musically closer to each other than this and Black Album are.
0: I don't think there's anything as close to Black Album... On Master of Puppets it says um, Harvest I think
1: Leppham Sorin is maybe the closest I've Fair. Done.
0: Or the thing that should not be. Yeah. Fair.
1: I don't know. I, ju- I just, yeah. I feel like, oh, we'll get into it when we get to the next album. Yeah, well, I think.
0: Well, we're here now. That's just going kind to
1: of, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah I, just, I just think it's. Like you say, This the, 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 the thing that. Does appeal to me about this is the fact that, as I've said on this podcast lots of times before, I love albums that are almost saying "fuck you" to their audience. Yeah, and that's what this album, I think, does in a lot of ways. I think Load does it more. Um, yeah, well, yeah, massively. Mm. This um, was
2: around. I'll oh, just to interject. Sorry, this was around the controversy when Jethro Tull won over mm-hmm. them at the Grammys, and yep. then you had a sort of lifelong rivalry <laughs> between the two. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it was actually nominated for a Grammy. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the Black album. So this was surprisingly high for you, Chris. I you're well, expecting well, it to be lower from me, were I was. I think
1: so. I've always kind of said that I I think it's overrated as an album. Mm-hmm. But I think the the I mean, well, I've got it fourth, third. Okay, I've gone third in the end. And this, this and Killer More were kind of dancing around each other. I
0: I honestly expected it to be outside of your top five. Um,
1: no I'd like there's no denying the strength of the individual songs yeah. here God, yeah. some of them this some is my them. thing I, I yeah. think some of the songs are undeniably some of the best metal songs hard rock well this is the thing mm. but, but but this is this is for me why this album is so kind of unique really it's, it sits in the middle mm-hmm. it, it does it really does sit in the middle of of those two things because it is hard rock a lot of it yeah But it's still got, it's still got the attitude and the ferocity of a metal band playing those songs. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So I think that's why it kind of is is dancing in the middle for me. Where did it
0: end up for you, Lucy,
2: in the end? Um, It was three.
0: Yeah, so like, I think, yeah, as we mentioned, there was um, older fans have a strong reaction to this album. Mm. Like I mentioned my friend Rich earlier, hates this record, can't stand it. Okay. And like, I I think we're of the generation that just don't get the cynicism because we were sort of this born into this being. Was a, this was Metallica. This was Metallica. Enter Sandman yeah. was Metallica. Nothing else matters was Metallica. And like, especially when we grew up, like everyone from Creed and Nickelback yeah. Yeah. to Trivium and Avenged Sevenfold fucking loved the Black Album. Yeah, yeah. And this, yeah like this is where For it all good started. Reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, the yeah. yep, a
2: change in producer here, I think, had Bob a lot Rock. of influence. Yep. Yeah, who stayed with them? Um, too long. <laughs> Wait for way too long, and then became temporarily a member of the band. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I've, I've seen again with the um, watching the S and M DVD. I have the DVD of the making of this album as well, um, and it's very interesting how the recording came about mm. and how Lars's drums are all spliced together mm. um they ov- were obviously going for more a polished sound mm-hmm. um yeah
1: it's where they started using the studio as, a, as an instrument yeah. really yeah you know yeah. James
2: first time he used harmonies and his vocals yeah, mm-hmm. yeah um so they were trying more they were definitely conscious of wanting to get their music out to the mm. radio mm-hmm. um whether they wanted to be, you know, sell millions of records, is, I don't know, but...
0: Oh, they clearly did. Yeah. They clearly did. You don't write a song like End of Sandman without thinking, this is going to make us big lads. Mm-hmm. But They were already, play- already on a major label and playing stadiums at this point.
1: I mean, I think what's... What, but... The really interesting thing that, again, I think it was Lars that I've seen said about it, which makes so much sense, is that basically their approach was to where they was usually... Have those songs that are go through movements and have all these different sections in one song. They wanted to take that idea of of using one of those sections and just running with that for the whole song. Mm-hmm. So that's why you've got like Enter Sandman is essentially that one riff. Yeah. yeah, all the way through. It's just variations on it. Yeah, um, and that inevitably is going to make your music
0: more commercial. Yeah, and having. A chorus the size of fucking Sandman. <laughs> that helps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Edge of Sandman is my best song on here. I, I had to, is
1: just. It?
0: Yeah. Okay. It is. Okay, so, well, just before we go 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 into that, we play sometimes a little game on this podcast, Lucy, <laughs> called One, Two, Three. <laughs> so. Um,
2: oh, ca- yeah. Category
0: one is I will actively seek, seek this song out and I still love it category two is um if this song comes on i won't turn it off and i'll be like yeah fine okay i i this 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 song is cool or category three i never want to hear this song again i've heard it way too many fucking times where does then man land for you
2: oh one for sure fair um but i can put wherever i may roam ahead of that
0: that's only made it to my fourth favourite song of this album but a third sorry fucking rule so I love where I'm at like I said I've got I I
1: think about half and half on this album of songs that I absolutely adore and think are masterclass in songwriting and half that I could easily never listen to again okay um yeah wherever I'm I'm at is is in the top half
0: definitely um yeah, top four rounded out. So, number one is Sam. And number two, Nothing Else Matters. I know it's sappy. I know it's cheesy. Yeah, but,
1: yeah, yeah. I so, fucking love but, it. Again, we come back to the fan reaction to Fade to Fata
0: Black. Like, mm. who fucking cares? It's yeah. a brilliant song. Yeah. yeah. And it leads me on to... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Before Lucy's massive hot takes. <laughs> I was so excited for this, but...
2: but um, no, I was, just, I, just to
0: move on to another point yeah. that I have that... I think the Black album are both James and Lars's best albums. No.
2: There is a no.
0: <laughs> Sorry, there
2: is an underlying current of um, pro-America on this album, which yes. yes. I have an issue with. Yes.
1: Yeah, don't tread on me. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's even on the artwork. Right, the snake <laughs> yeah. on the artwork is from that fl- the flag that that's that. You know, they they've, they've,
2: is, they've yeah. they're not a political band. Mm. I mean.
1: I mean, you say that, but then there's there's songs on every album so far that are pretty political to the point where actually would they'd probably be called Woke now <laughs> as a band. Yeah. Um, whereas I agree, this was the thing I noticed in the lyrics and things, that actually this album is the turning away from that into the more libertarian and more sort of patriotic in the, in the maybe not so cool sense.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I absolutely agree. I did notice that as well.
2: Yeah. Um, but, you know... Um, take it for what it is. It's it. This, don't tread on me. Is so catchy song. Yeah. I just don't buy into the message behind it.
0: It's it's my joint worst song in here yeah. with uh, my friend Misery, which yeah, so goes on for fucking forever. Yeah.
1: Don't tread on me is my worst in here
0: as well. I think this album ends quite weakly. Actually. Agreed. Um, my friend, my my, my friend Misery, the uh, God That God the Field is quite good. Struggle
2: what within a, as well. Struggle yeah. in. So
0: kind of dull. This is yeah. my like
1: my worst thing about the album is I think it should have ended with Nothing Else Matters
0: fair mm. fair and it would be a better album for it A Wolf of Man yeah, I love I like it I love A yeah. Wolf of Man boring <laughs> how can you say that on album?
1: B- bo- b- no, so that's one of the ones I much prefer the s version of actually Fair. the S&M version made me really appreciate that song okay. whereas I don't really get much out it, of it like
0: Sad But Truth Boring A Wolf of Man's not Sabbatru
1: is an oh. iconic song. But <laughs> it is, yeah. But
0: this so the, my, my thoughts I mean I mean yeah it is iconic because that's uh, is one of the reasons why I say this is my favourite Lars album.
1: But he he just does ACDC D C drumming over
0: it. The, the, the <laughs> but that pounding in the snare during the, the film is yeah. great. It's Dave Grohl-esque
1: yeah, but like anyone
0: can do it. Yeah, I know they can. Whereas you season.
1: compare his drumming on like the first three albums, where
0: he is, I a think beast, right? James's
2: <laughs> vocals on "Sad but True." Yeah, yes, are really powerful. Yeah. No, but, but
0: on all of this, on all of this, and if sounds, you
2: listen to the demos, he doesn't sound. He sounds amazing. Well, mm. it sounds completely different mm. to. The final product. So he, he was obviously encouraged to pursue yeah. well done, like, different ways. Yeah,
0: yeah. Testament to him. Screechy really. abrasive James on Kill is long, long gone. Is re- replaced yeah. by smooth voice, hilarious vocal ticks. He- <laughs> het- this,
1: this is the album where the Hetfield yeah, comes, yeah yeah comes the character Yo, yeah. comes in. Whoa, <laughs> yeah.
0: literally on the first <laughs> song. <laughs> um, Metallica. Yeah.
1: I mean, I I just remembered something about Into Sandman that i forgot to mention, which I think is just a cool little thing to know, is that Kurt came up with a riff after listening to Soundgarden for ages. Nice. Which I think is quite a nice thing for Soundgarden. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so so, Sad But True, Mm. I hear uh, within 10 seconds of that song being on, all I can picture in my head is being in uh, Lincoln's only remotely alternative (laughs) nightclub sugar cubes. yeah. Which shout, a, out Sugar shout out
2: to Cubes. Shout out to
1: Cubes. Black painted basement bar that smells of sweat and beer, as you'd expect. And that song, you can guarantee... I used to go when I was at uni, so what, like, so 2007, let's say. Mm-hmm. I've been in the years since, every now and then, for half an hour and then left. And <laughs> even within that half an hour, you can guarantee Sad But True is played. And... All I can remember is that's the moment where the, 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 the dance floor, for want of a better word, yeah. uh, is just filled with about five middle-aged men and women wearing all leather, <laughs> yeah. doing like a really wide leg power stance.
2: Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, and kind of air guitaring and and headbanging. And that's all I can picture when I hear Sad But True, but I still enjoy it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and that, that kind of, I think, taints my view of the whole album. Yeah it's that 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 image just summarizes for me what is different about it to what's come before it is that it's a it's yeah it's that bloody thing it's the kind of yeah i
0: mean like the downside of it i've got um, as one of my um worst parts is that this album as i mentioned earlier created a nickelback-esque butt rock bands <laughs> yeah. all came yeah. out of this yeah. like oh yeah meat and potatoes wrestle metal classics yeah all came out of the black album
2: Well, yeah, Enter Sandman is a walk-on song that, you know, every other wrestler (laughs) would use, surely. Um, Or like a football team or something. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I I guess that's the kind of, going back to what I said about the whole, like, yeah, America kind of thing. It's like, you know, I can't hate it for that, but (laughs) I'm always mindful of it when I listen to it.
1: I, I love the fact as well that, so I don't know if either of you sort of picked up this, but on an album that's got, enter sandman sad but true Where i'm a unforgiven nothing else matters what do you think bob rock's suggestion for a first single was hmm through the never holier than thou. Yeah. now. yeah oh yes
2: that's right <laughs> i mean
0: <Bizarre. laughs>
1: at that point you're thinking yeah we won't do the next album well, with the best this guy. bit of
2: holier <laughs> than thou is the is the kind of flange mm. that's under, yeah. that you, no one yeah. hears but when you isolate the tracks yeah you know and he was like yeah it's Bon Jovi yeah. make it the single <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> what else do we like here folks oh uh, yeah you had some hot takes on Enter Sam and Nothing Else Matters to share with us didn't you
2: when you say hot takes <laughs> <laughs> what, it, what exactly do you mean well, what but, you
1: pulled a face when we said how good Nothing Else Matters is mm. that was my
2: I, th- I think it I don't think it's their best ballad um Personally, no.
0: It is the most fun to sing along to, though. It's
1: yeah, it, <laughs> car-
2: it's karaoke.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. What well, and and sh- uh, along that, shout out to Miley Cyrus's version on the uh, yeah. on the covers album because <laughs> she basically takes everything that makes that song what it is and <laughs> amplifies it up to eleven, <laughs> which is wonderful. Um, yeah. but it is wonderful in yeah in a very karaoke way. Yeah, I, I yeah, fair.
2: Yeah, I think the Unforgiven would would um, I I would place above. Um, nothing else matters. So this is,
1: the last couple of days, I think I'm with you uh, in that. It's never been a, a massive song for me, The Unforgiven. But mm-hmm. since doing the listens through for this, it's been the one that most consistently keeps popping back into my head.
0: And I found okay. myself humming wherever my I may roam. Is uh, is that for me? Nomad vagabond,
2: call me. What you wear? <laughs> yeah, I um, ten string bass mm-hmm. used <laughs> on, on that. Uh, on uh, wherever I may roam. Mm-hmm. So the clicking noise is actually yeah off the bass. Nice. Just, just facts that you don't really need to know, don't, but don't I just need thought it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, God that failed. That's the token yeah. mum James's song
1: Mom. Yeah. yeah yeah. I mean so I've not said, my, my favourite thing about the album as a whole mm. is this is my favourite one for Kirk's solos oh uh, yeah. interesting and I don't know how much of that is because the production is so lush and so they yeah. really kind of jump out as yeah. proper height like just euphoric moments in the song mm-hmm. um but i just think i i do you know I, I this has really made me appreciate doing this generally has made me appreciate how much i love kirk hammett as a guitarist mm. so i mentioned the death heaven episode solos aren't really my thing mm. he's he's a massive exception i could yeah, listen, yeah, yeah. I could i happily have a kirk hammett solo in every metal song ever and <laughs> i'd love it i think he's incredible and based on the documentary uh clearly the loveliest member of metallica as mm. well what a lovely angel of a man <laughs> <laughs> sitting there in between lars and james's planet-sized egos yeah just like Definitely. can we
0: all just get along and make a good album please <laughs> <laughs> putting it up with their bullshit for 40 years <laughs> yeah you know, instant canonization
2: yeah um do you think guys do you guys think that this is, would be the first album that if 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 one was getting into metallica mm. they would listen to first
0: definitely was for me entry but...
2: level stuff
0: i think so um well, yeah, it depends what opinion you want to give of them because like like if you want to say this is a great metallica album but it's not metallica at their greatest you give them the back album if you want to say well, someone... clear, clear, clearly in our point of view, if you want to give them the best Metallica album, mm. but it's not ne- not necessarily the easiest to get into, you
2: it... give them Master Puppets. When, when I was becoming a fan, the Black Album was kind of pushed onto me more mm. than the earlier stuff.
0: Because it sold 25 million. <laughs>
2: exactly, I think, I think but I was led on... to believe that was kind of yeah, 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 peak, yeah.
1: peak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for mm. them. I think it depends where you're coming from as well. Like, if it's someone who's not really listened to any remotely heavy guitar music, Black Album's the one... That they could get on board with. Sure, of course. With, you know, which These, is which is like I said, why well, it's why one of the first things that I did and then later on I found the earlier stuff and it took me a while to get into it, because yeah. after only knowing the black album, it's quite a shock. Yeah. Um but it's a gateway. Uh yeah, I, I I think it's I mean, even yeah, even if we think it should be, it's inevitable that it will be, isn't it? <laughs> Always will be the one that, that is that people will come first. Yeah. In the world.
2: Following this, they went on a 300-date tour.
1: Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you
2: can imagine their feelings maybe towards this album at the end were, were yeah. Yeah. had changed. Um,
0: <laughs> which is why they went so diverse on load, which we'll get into next. So now we go into uh, Chris's ninth, my fifth, and Lucy's...
2: Lucy's sixth
0: Lucy's sixth favourite Metallica record so yeah good I've got a fellow kind of defender of load yeah um, okay Chris go on then why do you hate it so much I'll let you go first <sighs>
1: <laughs> um, I just I, I, I don't know I just don't get anything out of it. I find it offensively bland. For about, I, know, I think the context of what they've done before probably makes it worse. Yeah, I'll give you that. If I was going to it, not having heard Metallica before, maybe I'd enjoy it more. Because actually, there's elements I've I've acknowledged when I've been listening to it that there are elements of it that should appeal to me. I like groove metal a lot. Yeah, I like my kind of old man and hard rock a lot in certain, certain aspects. But for me, it, that's not what I go to Metallica
0: for. Ain't My Bitch and 2 by 4 are so fucking groovy. I love them. Oh, Arena oh. metal at its finest.
2: Uh, uh, oh, okay. Uh,
0: uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying they're my favourite here. They just... They make me cringe.
2: Ain't My Bitch... Yeah, it just the word "cringe." I really can associate with it because it, it's it.
1: As soon as it starts, I recoil. I hate it. <laughs> it sounds okay. I, no, I, the one, riff is great. It sounds like a generic band playing in the background of a nineties teen drama. <laughs> <laughs> a
2: lot of
0: fucking letters to Cleo, Chris. Well, okay. <laughs> Um like
1: <laughs> I've put in my notes halfway through. ain't my bitch. This is going to be a long hour and nineteen minutes. Yeah. I just like. I mean, that's worth saying. It's the first album of five in a row of songs where they seem to take the idea of someone saying to them that the capacity of a CD is eighty minutes and seen it as a challenge. Yeah. Um. Just, I I don't get it. I just do not get it. I yeah.
2: The fact that they're saying it's time to kiss your ass goodbye (laughs) (laughs) is kind of like sets the tone for the album. Just
1: no
2: (laughs) but grown men (laughs) I think they slightly redeem themselves with songs like um, King Nothing
0: King Nothing's my favourite on here fucking love King Nothing kills life
2: so good life yeah agree with you Mm -hmm. I've Um,
1: only said all I've said for that is it's a hard rock song it's Enter Sandman with a less good riff (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay
0: (laughs) Yeah. And
2: um, bleeding me. I think. Bleeding me
0: is fucking brilliant. Bleeding yeah. me, I like. Bleeding me is great. Uh, it's probably uh, my Ble- bleeding me stands up with some of the best stuff. The previous four records, uh, five records for yeah.
1: me. So uh, bleeding me is is probably my. see my top three on this one, I think like mm-hmm. I've got I've got until it sleeps as my top, which I think was the, was that the first single from it? It was the yeah. a single. Yeah. Um, I really like, I think like the, the intro part is almost kind of post-punk. Yeah. it sounds, there's mm. some really cool kind of thing going on there. Um, that's, that's probably the song I most actively would say I, I would go back to don't and choose to listen to. Don't know if
0: you've seen it, but Until It Sleeps is probably my favourite Metallica video. video. Yeah. I, I've seen, yes.
1: I've, I, I can see still frames from it, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean? Like I know the kind of thing it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't really record it properly, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. I, yeah, I as with a lot of things we've said, with like, I probably could enjoy it a lot more if it if it was shorter, or if or if the songs were shorter. Yeah, versions of those songs. Like, I think. Well,
0: ironically, one of my worst parts is that the fact that so this was this album is the entire length of a CD in those days. Yeah. And they had to cut cut out the end of mm-hmm. the Outlaw torn, which I could have enjoyed for a minute longer. Which
1: is my second favorite track. Yeah. Um, and yeah, exactly. If if they could right so this is what I've got is the I couldn't decide on my worst track between Cure Poor Twisted Me and Wasting My Hate that whole section bin off and make The Outlaw Tour on the full version (laughs)
0: Um, Cure I've got as a worst part because it's the closest this album comes to recycling black album Mm -hmm. territory but I like um, I quite like um, that closing part air closing free free of uh, form within Ronnie and Outlaw Torn, yeah um yeah i i, I might agree with you Portraits to me is 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 quite is quite dull
1: just like where's where is the passion that metallica were you know like that the, the the band was pure like you say it started off pure adrenaline it's always been passionate it's always been full of like attitude and and there's just i don't get any of that coming through? Well,
0: what about the, the way he barks out "Where's Your Crown, King"? Nothing. That's pretty fucking cool. But I feel like it. Almost they ran against actual Rose, by the way. I feel nothing. like
1: his the moments where passion comes out in his voice on this album almost become pantomimey. It feels a bit forced and a bit
0: James Hetfield well, pantomime. Well, yeah. no way.
1: <laughs> and I do think on this and Reload, I can't think of specific examples. I'm sure I've written them somewhere, but the, he starts to. It's the first example of uh, them trying to match the trends of the time in rock music. Yeah. And his he starts to fall into the the standard 90s rock vocalist
0: vocal tropes. Like
1: (laughs) Stone Stone Temple Pilots,
0: Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, all very much here. I I, I like all three of those bands. Chris doesn't. I don't
1: don't dislike them, but I just think Metallica's Metallica. Mm. Not to say they can't experiment and do different things, but I feel like it's it's sad when you've got a band as massive and influential as Metallica were at this point, trying to copy other things around them. Yeah.
0: Um, no, I feel, I feel yeah like my uh, my worst song here um, is um, what I realised listening to this. Uh, um, "Mama Said" kind of broke my heart a bit because it's basically Nickelback of Puddle of Mudd's entire career. See,
1: I <laughs> my my low light is I think "Mama Said" would have been a really good song if they'd kept it simple. If it was just James and Acoustic Guitar like the beginning is mm. and really clean production, like I think actually it would be pretty cool. That, I think
0: maybe yeah. just um James and an Acoustic doing that would just be straight up Leonard Skinner'd. Fine. <laughs> that I'm all right. With. This is this is
2: a James heavy album. Yeah. Because yeah. there is a lot of again mum tracks on yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, there are, yeah. Mum said, sorry, um yeah, I know I'm saying it as if you know, losing line, a parent just, is not a um gonna long affect long time, your no, life
0: but I, but... I was laughing because what i thought you meant by that was like mum oh, rock
2: mum rock <laughs> I mean, no well, well, yeah. mum or dad rock yeah for yeah. sure but um until it uh, until it sleeps again is, is about his mum um mm. but when but, he
0: be- but then this was this was sort of peak alcoholica
2: Mm. Him performing so. Mama Said on Jules Holland with just an acoustic guitar mm. has a place. Mm. I think Fair. the you know the it's so country on the record, you know. Uh-huh. Um one of the genres on Wikipedia is outlaw country. Hmm. <laughs> if someone could explain that to me, I would I would love to know. But the <laughs> fact Red that call. you know <laughs> that none of the genres listed are um metal at all yeah. country rock southern rock yeah um i think his pro- it's probably the album where he sounds i think his, his voice sounds really good
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah you know there's moments of vibrato falsetto yep. um but with again with reload there's a lot of filler on this That's i fair. the house that jack built does any i've not I yeah. like.
0: I, I, I uh, That's actually my third favorite on this okay. because uh, purely for what the fuck is Curtis guitar doing? I kind of love it. That little wha- wha- yeah. oh yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> I've said,
1: I said it's the first track that for me sounds like if I didn't know sounds like Metallica. Okay. Um, it has things coming through from it, but um, that yeah, that talk box solo. What that you were just talking about, like that can I absolutely get in the bin. I
0: really like it. No, 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 no. no. It's fun. <laughs> no, no. It's one of it's one of these things that, as Lucy quite rightly pointed out, um, after touring the Black Album to death, they were bored as fuck and yeah, to have a bit fun. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I kind of enjoy it. Anything more on load, people, because, yeah, we... we uh, I
1: don't feel like you've defended it enough to com- remotely convince me that I'm the high
0: the, the high points are great here. King Nothing and Bleeding Meast, um, for me, st- st- stand up with a lot of The Black Album, um, uh, a lot of And Justice For All, a lot of maybe not so Two much albums
1: right. I'm not crazy about.
0: Yeah, OK.
2: Um, they really wanted to make a statement in their appearance, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, um, we, 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 we and also gone. the album artwork was mm-hmm. really pioneered um, by Lars. Kirk kind of went along with it, mm-hmm. begrudgingly. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys have seen the whole thing of them pretending to be gay.
0: Well, no, because no, oh, I was like, part of the
1: promotion for this. But, but, okay. but,
2: no 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 um, well, like, I think yeah.
0: Kirk was into that too because uh, as I mentioned to you guys earlier in the group chat like Kirk was doing like obviously Lars is like um, yeah peak his European playboy face here but um, sort of porn baron Lars Ulrich but uh, <laughs> um, Kirk wasn't too far away in terms of like wanted to diversify um, Metallica's appeal because he did a guest spot on a queer core band called Pansy Division's album.
1: Okay. But what's that got to, do? like, from the way you put it, it made me feel like they were kind of ridiculing slightly.
2: No, it was, um, they, would, they did, as in the, the whole pretending to be yeah. gay thing, they would do photo shoots of, of them basically tongue kissing.
1: Oh, okay oh I see
2: and then in the press James would come out and be like yeah these guys are pretending to be gay quote I'm I'm just I'm just basically quoting what he said Mm. Um, and I can't kind of buy into that notion of doing that for the sake of promotion promoting an album and again with the whole art thing Um, Lars and his crazy abstract art that he, he he acquired just to kind of Make him the new Bono, I
0: think, There was a conscious effort to look more like U2 because they got in Anton Corbin to do the yes. photographs yeah. really? for this album, who'd uh, famously photographed U2 and Joy Division beforehand and made them into style icons.
1: Need I
2: say more? <laughs> Metallica, style icons. I,
0: I, I respect it as a choice. Um, yeah, we we'll get into yes. later about the, like the... Reaction from the metal community about them cutting their hair, which that, I mean, that's ridiculous. yeah, it's hilarious.
2: In the grand scheme of things, it doesn't mean anything,
0: no, it's just hair. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, 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 I kind of it's not just hair, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of respect the um stylistic changes they mm-hmm. made, yeah, on, no, yeah, on, on I don't this record, that. no,
1: um. I've got, I mean, one that I found a confusing song Mm. to form an opinion on was Ronnie. Mm. I think it's pretty hated as a song by quite few people. I I quite like it. It's one of the ones I enjoyed more Mm. purely musically. Mm. I mean, it's confusing that there's a song I enjoy that much and bop around to the most out of anything on this album that's about school shooting. Yeah. (laughs) That was a odd choice.
2: Yeah, I I thought it was about Ronnie James Dio. (laughs) That would would have been much better. But then I was like, ah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I like it came on and I was like bopping around I like oh I'm <laughs> enjoying this one what's it oh <laughs> 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 oh I'll sit down <laughs>
0: yeah alright sorry
2: Woodstock they played Woodstock 94. 99
0: oh uh, well that would have been after Reload yeah so Woodstock 99 was the controversial yeah, okay. one mm. yeah. yeah yeah Limp Biscuit, yeah. Mud Fights 19 Hours Green Day the bad one <laughs> Where people were charged eighteen bucks for water.
2: Yes. Yeah. I'm not sure if they played ninety four. No, no. Yeah. But that's just a side note of yeah. You mentioned the kind of bands that we're playing. I think I mean and the I the on do that line, it. Load,
1: Reload, Reload, Era Metallica fits with that. You know that mm. that fan base.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. So yeah. Reload, yeah, fucking ate this record. I mean,
1: so. it's just. But, but see, this is interesting that you hate it this much when well, mm. it is that it was originally going to be a double album, load yep. and reload. I mean, it, it already is. It should be. Um,
2: <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, an hour and twenty minute long album is a double album. <laughs> so it would have been a quadruple album. <laughs> um. And it. I mean the one thing I'll say I've got reload ranked below load purely Mm -hmm. like I said because it's like a slap in the face for me where (laughs) I hate load so here a year later have another equally long slab of the same bullshit but this is so much worse but what I would say about reload is at least there are things not not, not that load is bad to me I feel like reload has more colour to it that the colour is shit-stained brown but it has <laughs> it's a more, co- it's still a colour but it has more colour to it I'm thinking really? things like my my one of my worst things is Marianne Faithful's guest vocal on The Memory Remains I think it's <laughs> worst horrible worst things yeah, I think, yeah it's, okay. I think it's horrible the idea of it is great yeah right and it's one of those things that sticks out and it's a thing I remember that's what I mean about adding colour to it mm. and I get the idea I get what it's supposed to be but you cannot take away the
0: fact that it sounds horrible. Yes. Um, I, I
2: always found it random. Mm. Yeah,
0: it's, it is bizarre, but it kind of fits in with the faded Hollywood lyrical theme. Yeah, it kind of that, reminded off, me... Off of that song. It, it um, reminded me of My
1: Chemical Romance using Liza Minnelli yeah. on Black um, Parade, which yeah. I think actually works better. I yeah, think that yeah. works quite well, but it's a similar mm. kind of...
0: Not, not not, the last time they'd uh, work with weird-voiced old crones, but we'll get to movie later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I really like... The one positive I have about this album is I really like both Fuel and Memory Remains until the Marianne Faithful part.
1: I think that's it. I think, again, Memory Remains is another SM and m highlight for me because you get to hear a good version of that yeah, song. Yeah,
0: yeah. Fuel um, could be a shout for the best song of the entire Load Reload era.
1: Uh, I, I think it's a bit laughable. Ha! <laughs> really. I don't Fuel? Know. Yeah. Uh.
2: Yeah, it, you know, I don't need to say it again, guys. But the weight section in the warehouse, yeah, gym. yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. I've, I've, my notes for that are um, phonetically written as one word. Give me feel, give me thou, give me thou, as <laughs> a uh. I quite enjoy it.
2: <laughs> again, an ode to James's love for cars. Yep, yeah, that's it. You know, that's he makes it, it known that he's a petrol head. Cool, good for you, mate. <laughs> 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 uh, memory, memory remains is a great live track. Mm. Um, The the positive
1: of Fuel for me is that at least it's actually got a bit of energy Mm. compared to a lot of the rest of Load and Reload. It's Mm. got a bit of pace to it.
2: And enough sort of spunk even for Avril Lavigne to... (laughs) Fuel, give (laughs) it fuel. Yeah.
1: I mean, Devil's Dance on here, actually, it was out of the top three Mm. is the one I enjoyed the most. Mm -hmm. Um, As much as it's my least favourite on SNL, and I think that's just because I didn't feel like it really... I did a lot The
2: outside
0: uh, shell for, for a, a song I quite enjoy here, I've got it down as my second favourite, is um, Carpe Diem Baby.
1: Now, see, I enjoyed it more than I wanted to because mm. what a fucking awful song title. Yeah. And terrible lyrics all the way yeah. through. And
0: the, um, dodgy 90s video game synths. Yeah. Love them. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so I was quite annoyed that I actually did quite enjoy that song. Yeah,
2: yeah. Low Man's Lyric is nearly an eight... Minute song Awful,
0: awful song.
2: Um, again, going with bad song titles. Fixer, mm-hmm. fixer,
0: fixer. <laughs> yeah, fixer,
1: which I've actually, I mean, I don't really know why, but I've gone with my best track. Mm. I think it's, again, I think it's just because it's one of the more interesting ones, like that screechy guitar bit right. at the beginning and things, okay. like, which is very kind of proto new metal in a way. Actually, when it like, I don't, I think. Yeah, I think just think it's it's they say like with um Outlaw Torn, it feels like they've saved one of the stronger, more interesting ones for the for the last track.
2: I feel like you could have taken the best parts of Reload and Load and made it one album. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I feel like it would have been That's a strong, strong. album. Mm-hmm. And
0: made all of them shorter.
2: <laughs> um
0: But you got you got so much here for worse song. Like um God yeah. Um Unforgiven Two is the worst of the Unforgivens total um, Leonard Skinner bullshit I
1: think I prefer it to un- one, a given three okay
0: overall um, Prince Charming must be an ironic title as there's absolutely no charm to it but...
2: <laughs> there's no charm to it and there's no reference to Adam and the Ants either <laughs>
1: <laughs> bullshit yeah. I, put, I mean yeah I've put for that one it's, it's six minutes of what may as well be white noise at this mm. point in the album that, that, for me it's because you get to a certain point of an hour if you've been listening for an hour and then you get a song like that it's just like is this ever gonna end <laughs> and I've just said thank fuck for Kirk as well on mm. that one as soon as his solo's come in on any of these songs it's like yeah I can enjoy this bit
0: um, if Low Man's lyric wasn't here then um, Better Than You has a shout to being the worst Metallica song of all time
2: yeah there's too much hurdy-gurdy <laughs> yeah.
0: it's just a rerun of Ain't My Bitch but nowhere near as good and you you might have hated that song
1: um, shout to one of my favourite one of my favourite bits on the album uh, in a in a laughy sense right uh, is Low Man's Lyric where right. the bit where he makes the transition from one octave to the next but doesn't do it in any yeah. kind of clever way just literally halfway through the last word
2: yeah mm. Mm, yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> alright James <laughs> someone, someone like, squeezy, just, just woke up <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah weird um that coughing fit at the start at the end of Bad Seeds Ugh.
1: Oh, uh, is, that meant, now, is that meant to be a, a nod to Sweet Leaf by Black Sabbath probably which does a very similar thing but yeah, is more Prob- effective
2: yeah there's a lot of like naughty screamo bands that do the same thing mm.
1: <laughs> um, I quite like there's a like an almost psychedelic midsection of where the wild things are which I thought was quite cool okay um, in an otherwise incredibly bland song
0: yeah
2: be- um, better than you i don't know if that's a a uh statement uh, to make I, I, reading reading the background uh, to that <laughs>
1: song um the person had put for all intents and purposes this is a song about being better than someone else
2: <laughs> better than Jeff cool. tall maybe
1: ah <laughs> uh, uh, right now i did uh, thank you for mentioning better than you because it's finally made me uh, remember that i had made a note to mention this because th- that song won the Grammy for Best Metal Performance. Sucking hell. In How? 1999, the same year you had Slipknot's debut, Battle of Los Angeles by Rage Against the Machine, <laughs> The Fragile by Nine Inch Nails, Dark Side of the Spoon by Ministry, Calculating <laughs> Infinity by Dillinger Escape Plan and We Are the Romans by Botch. <laughs> that was 98,
0: but yeah. No, no.
1: Yeah, okay. They were all 99. Mm. And Better Than You won the Grammy. Okay, Caden's Jupiter, 99.
2: Was that this the only Grammy they won?
1: No. no, far from it. No, it's loads.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say if that if that's there no 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 there's the, you know, loads like, <laughs> the winning performance. Be, it seems
1: for a while that there was this thing of just like the Grammys are around. Which one are we going to invent to give to Metallica? <laughs> from looking at the list, there's a lot. The, um,
2: yeah, we will just uh, the Grammys well, is an interest least, in interesting. Um, topic of conversation mm. because i think one of their best performances they did was um, they did a performance of one mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have seen it where Is that a one long with... time ago it's uh, no it's not the one with um
1: ling, ling, ling. no Is that his name chinese chinese pianist it's a really great about.
2: performance yeah. i don't know if it's what i think it's not it's one. that one i mean the 80s uh, okay. when they would released the out. album right. if you guys can watch it it's amazing because his his vocals are on point. On point.
0: Mm,
1: okay, Cool. Check it out. And Lars is still able to actually keep up with the drumming.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, and he's actually topless. He looks slightly like Gollum, but we, we, uh, we won't go there. That, that's a message to all listeners. If you can just watch yeah. that and, and not think of Gollum. <laughs> I mean, a, a side
1: note, does Lars have the best drum face of all time? <laughs> he I does don't.
2: the... Um, um, the base face of the the sister in Heim. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah, to a
2: degree, yeah. and I, I, maybe 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 she was inspired by him. I'm not
0: sure. <laughs> um, I've got for a best part of this that at least uh, that dissatisfaction with this from the fan base led gave rise to a pretty great Garage Incorporated. Mm. Uh,
1: okay, that, uh, yeah, uh, just 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 to sort of reconnect.
0: Yeah, yeah, and um, uh, and. Um, sh- from this album's general era is um, "I Disappear," which I quite like. Um, definitely Metallica's most new metal song. Me,
1: me, 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 Metallica's kit. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <Yeah.
0: laughs> I, I see. What saw what you were going for there? <laughs> um, I'm, just, I'm sticking with it. Great. <laughs> no, I don't think <yet>. Uh, But obviously that um, I I Disappear gave gave rise To the Napster incident Yes (laughs) the Napster incident
1: (laughs) I mean I need I need to look more into it And sort of see exactly What went on But from I mean With hindsight Can we kind of look back At that And appreciate that actually They were in the right Yeah yeah You know like
0: Yeah I'm a Lazarus Wright trooper Yeah
1: the, 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 the file sharing thing ultimately is what gave way to streaming which is ultimately what's given way to musicians not being able to make any money unless they're absolutely massive. Mm-hmm.
2: This is the point I'm, I make with people that completely counteract that argument and I'm like well you, you know Spotify mm. runs in the mm. same way, artists choose to go on there.
1: Mm. Um, you, you have to volunteer to go fine I know I'm not going to make any money off my music anyway have it basically. I'd rather it get listened to at least because that's pretty much how everyone consumes music now. Yeah. Mm. Um. And it was basically created as a way because people were using downloads and file sharing because it was a lot more convenient. Yeah. As well as being free. Yeah. To try and get some money out of people for for that same convenience.
2: Yeah. They're multi-millionaires. <laughs> They're billionaires. Probably. Yeah. So this
1: is. I mean, this is the thing, isn't it? Is that's the argument of well, they didn't need to worry about it, but you could see. I. This is what I. This is the bit that I don't know about that I want to look into is. What were his personal reasons for that fight? Was it selfish, and because he was losing money, or was it because he saw the bigger issue? Because
0: if, well, if it was that, the latter, he we, did
1: mostly mostly
0: the one that leaked to radio was an unfinished version, yeah, and
1: they didn't want their not their idea being mm. out there. Mm.
2: I think it, it, he's he, you know, he was doing it only he could tell me that really but i think (laughs) we can all believe that he was doing it for the greater good i'd like to think so but the band in general is quite charitable Mm -hmm. um with the all within my hands foundation yeah those gigs are always good Mm -hmm. um but (laughs) it's always going to be a polarizing yeah uh, and i think and i suppose the
1: ultimate thing as well is that it, it at that point even it was pretty much an inevitability that that's the way things were going to go yeah. right? Like, as soon as you've got the internet in the way that yeah, it is and the uh, digital yeah, like, files like well, who's going to stop it
0: I, yeah I don't see the way the music industry has gone in the past 20 years to go any other way the, uh, than it did yeah. it's just Metallica accident became the scapegoats mm. unjustifiably probably in my view
2: apparently an unfinished version of uh, Kid A was actually leaked on Napster mm-hmm
0: yeah but Radiohead
1: really thought yeah fine there they two. kind of embraced it with what they did with them, the rainbows and things I suppose yep.
2: but then it also mm-hmm. had Kid Rock so <laughs> 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 there is that's the caveat to that yeah, Kid Rock <laughs> I like it, Kid Rock
0: so speaking of polarising I mean it's not polarising because everyone fucking hates it <laughs> next mm. we move on to Saint Anger yeah. Lucy and I's least favourite Metallica album and this is a yeah, if I thought Reload was bad. I, think I don't is. hate it. Why don't you hate it? Because It's, it's so fucking long. All your
1: problems with most, load and Reload are, are here. But it does more. There's more going on. It's more interesting. Some of those, going on. Some of those things are absolutely crap. Yeah. And it, the biggest example of them trying to be what's going on around them. Mm-hmm. But that, for me, is its biggest flaw. Yeah. Its biggest flaw is is that and the fact that I think... I think the shitty, 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 shitty production comes from that. I think they were trying to sound more raw and aggressive like the kind of new metal stuff that was becoming popular there or was already well popular. It was gone yeah, by yeah. then. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, 2003, yeah. I think it's a case of old men being late on the uptake of that kind of stuff. I think the snare sound, you could probably trace <laughs> back to trying to sound like Slipknot. Okay. With the, with the metal barrels and everything. Pang.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: The, the snare is it's i would be cool with on like one track okay i think in a whole album of it yeah mm.
0: oh it right plays. sorry i thought you said you were cool with it on one track
2: no i, w- I would have <laughs> no <laughs> me, i would have yeah. because th- th- there's some you know um
0: as a stylistic choice for a particular song
1: kind of thing yeah
2: yeah like i can i can listen to some songs slip not being one of them where um you know, like in duality where that makes the song is is the kind of steel element of the drums. But I think an album of Lars going boom, bat, boom, bat, boom, bat. I think the thing,
1: I find myself getting used to how bad the sound is as it goes on and Mm -hmm. then not focusing on it and then being able to appreciate that actually some of the songs are pretty fucking good. And I don't like, (laughs) with the production, I think a lot of focus is put on that snare sound Mm because it is abysmal, but overall the production's awful. Yeah. yeah it sounds like it's all been recorded in a shed yeah um the guitars are thin and horrible yeah the vocal sounds like it's been recorded just on like a phone
0: well yeah like, um, I, um i've said for one of my worst parts that so this basically sounds like a two piece with james and lars battling out for who can be loudest
1: <laughs> well that's the other thing isn't it yeah where the fuck is kirk yeah and that comes up in the documentary of the fact that lars is basically saying guitar solos are a rolled hat mm. and kirk's sitting there going that's basically all i bring to this band <laughs> so what am i meant to be doing here um i think the other thing i got from watching a documentary that i could not stop thinking in terms of the production is there's all these bits where they're getting like the manager comes in to listen to what they've done so far uh, like a radio dj comes in and listens all these people that are coming in from the outside and listening to it like near near completion at least not that's filmed does anybody at any point go guys, do you know this sounds awful? Like, not even suggesting that the sound might be an issue.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh. And this is from the same producer that produced the Black Album. <laughs> yeah. Like, so it's clearly deliberate. Mm.
2: Yeah, I kind of feel for Bob Rock, because he kind of had to play or wear several hats yeah. in the camp at yeah, this yeah. point. Mm. Um, obviously, they are all very kind of bitter and angry about the whole Jason thing. Mm. Um What's interesting is I th- Rob was hired around this time as well. It's mm. unfortunate they couldn't grab him on the album. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's. Um, I think. It, you're right, Chris. There is, there's some moments where they are kind of. I, I understand the, what they're trying to do. The thing but, that's
1: here that isn't on load and reload for me is the riffs. They've got some really good riffs on this album. Where? Frantic has got yeah. two.
0: Okay, Frantic's my best song here. Um, frantic.
1: I mean, it's also got three of the worst lyrics they've ever written. Um,
0: again, um, how can you not think my lifestyle determines my death style is genius?
1: I mean, I really <laughs> assume you're joking. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's a Kirk lyric, by the okay. way. Uh, they started letting everyone else chip in with lyrics. Mm. And he read that one out and Lars is like, fuck yeah. Like, <laughs> no, Lars, no. Yeah. Um yeah, I just I've just said that that I think this album contains across the board more impactful vocal hooks than the whole of load and reload put together. It's just the okay. lyrics are awful. But
0: I'm the actually, actual vocal I mean, I, I yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give you i give you some moments, like the chorus of the unnamed feeling is a rare bright spot on the risible second half of this record.
1: It does it does gradually descend, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like but um, even from the start like um, Some Kind of Monster the track that gave the documentary It's Tired yeah. to a Dirty Window sees the album going from Funny Bad to Dreadful
1: I mean that is the that's one very of, quickly and it's also one of the most new metal riffs going on there like mm-hmm. the Lars' drumming is, is one of the biggest things that kind <laughs> of <laughs> becomes very Bizkit mm.
0: mm.
2: but you could shave three minutes off that track this, I mean
1: and this is the other point again is that every song is too long yeah quite a
0: way mm-hmm. yeah. I mean a <laughs> best part for me is how much I laughed hearing St. Anger again for the first time in years mm. like that song is dreadful but it's so funny how bad it is I'm madly in anger with you just that um, from the intro onwards that like wet fart of a guitar line with that and and the and the fade up of the pong 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 See, pong 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 but, pong, so
1: pong pong i mean if you ignore <laughs> hear me up pong, <laughs> if you ignore pong, uh pong. <laughs> awful one-liners i mean they might not even have been written by him as we know but he's delivered them uh ignore the terrible production and ignore the horrible new metal you flush it out you flush it out it's a good song there <laughs> They take everything away
0: that's there right <laughs> and you've got a good song <laughs> what <laughs> S- seven minutes of silence yeah I prefer that yeah.
1: <laughs> I think the overall right the thing for me is just it's got it's, it's everything that I said that was I, for me was missing from Load and Reload is here again it's just that then everything else has gone <laughs> so like the energy and the excitement and the passion and that kind of like he, they they were in a pissed off place Mm-hmm for a multitude of reasons yeah, as is apparent and that comes through it feels like they're actually trying to get some kind of feeling across again right. which they weren't in the last two albums okay.
2: that's the general praise I hear for the album mm. it, ha- it should be said that Enemy gave it 9 stars <laughs> and yeah, okay. Pitchfork gave it um, like point five or something yeah. Of
0: course, yeah. You know, so the, justifiable. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. With, I mean, with them you'd expect that, but um, enemy seems to praise anything that's slightly left of the dial. Because well, um, they,
0: well, they really hate metal, so anything that pisses off right. metal fans, yeah, they yeah, love. Right. Yeah. I
2: think, like, I it's mean, an angry album. You can tell. Yeah. He's, yeah, sure it is, but you know the guy was an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> he probably wanted to fuck off out of the studio.
1: Well, yeah, he did. And <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> he did. <laughs> I mean. I put. I think Dirty Window brings the Motorhead worship back after so long of okay. ignoring that kind of influence, mm-hmm. um, and I think the chorus is pretty great. Uh, also, the idea of Hetfield angrily shouting the word "projector" is something I can't help find amusing <laughs> because I can only picture a, a cinema projector. <laughs> um, and also, we ignore the lyric of "court is in session now," I slam my gavel down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's yeah. how I love your sex tape. Um, <laughs> the lyrics on Invisible Kids. Oh my god, Not good. feels like they're parodying emo just before the explosion of emo. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's about his life. It's an autobiographical tale, but you could have done better here, to Etty. <sighs>
1: yeah, I mean this is this is a real bad section. Invisible Kid, My World.
0: Mm-hmm. Shoot me again. It's awful. She put it in my back. Oh, my (laughs) fucking hell. (laughs) Awful. uh,
1: Again, like with all of these songs, I've put the same thing. The two-minute outro isn't necessary. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry, My World as well. (laughs) Sucker! No, bad Hetfield. (laughs) Bad.
0: (laughs) Anything else, Lucy?
2: You guys have just said anything that needs to be... You know, you you've addressed
1: amber, it. I like sweet amber. I think that's quite good. Okay, it's got some good bits in it.
2: You know, yeah.
0: I, I think this rivals You and the Black Rainbow for the worst album we've rec- we've covered on this podcast.
1: Um, I, I, honestly, I like. So, I listened to Saint Anger. Not when it came out, I was aware of it when it came out. Mm-hmm. I was, as I was explaining to, to Nicky the other day, um, Alex and I, we used to sit and watch Yahoo music online mm-hmm. and Frantic would pop up on that every mm. now and then. So I was kind of aware of it, but it was before I'd really got into Metallica. And then I went back to, I think I found it, it was either a car boot sale or a charity shop mm-hmm. that I found on anchor on CD and I thought, sod it, I'll buy it, I'll give it a proper listen and hated it. Mm-hmm. And I've not really listened to it properly again since then mm-hmm. before doing this. And I found a lot more in it that I enjoyed than I expected to. I think that's why I felt the need to try and defend parts of it.
0: Yeah. Uh, like it's it's become it's become sort of like a semi trolling, semi ironic take on the internet to say Saint Anger is all right.
1: Do you think I see I uh, that's not what
0: that's not what you're doing
1: I I think I think also it's one of those songs one of those albums that has become an easy answer as a as a truly awful album right I think it's there's such a mythology around how bad it is Mm -hmm. that actually it means that in your head it's worse at times than it actually
0: there's a good album in there I don't don't see any redeeming features to this record whatsoever (laughs) fair enough yeah, yeah I, I, you can't, you can't. You,
2: you've noticed I've gone really quiet. It's, mm. it's because I have nothing more to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, there isn't much to say on this I, I listen to yeah. this, there's only a few... Right. It, 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 it's,
0: yeah, like an album as long as the Load and Reload uh, were with just absolutely nothing to say.
2: I listen to the album the... again at the gym and mm. any artist I listen to at the gym... Best believe they're not actually people I listen to um, (laughs) when I'm at home with a glass of wine, trying to you know kind of appreciate the music. Wine down, no, you know it's it's (laughs) it's trash. Sorry, (laughs) it's trash.
1: now so who was I'm trying to find out as well, again on our Twitter when we asked about uh, Neil, Neil Park. good old Neil come on Neil <laughs> Jefferson Anger isn't awful <laughs> which is about what I'm saying I'm saying it's not the worst metal album ever made
2: no
0: as it's often claimed to be um, no it's not Slayer did worse with uh, Diabolus and Musica even Megadeth have done worse albums than this I think Risk is awful trash but um, yeah it's dire
1: all I would say is again what I was saying about Killable and, and how I was kind of deciding my rankings and things I would happily never listen to Load or Reload
0: again right. I would
1: be a little bit sad if I could never listen to Son Anger
0: again I see what you mean because anyway. like, f- like I said the first time I heard the title track for for the first time in years I was like yeah this is objectively fucking funny I would miss that yeah <laughs> Yes, yeah It's um Okay A redeeming feature <laughs> It makes you chuckle
2: <laughs> There's a few Redeeming features for me are the, Some of the riffs are You know You could call them I, I, got, I, I got an extra rep in the gym <laughs> That you know It's worth it <laughs> But yeah really it's uh, It's it's not enjoyable for me. Mm. But um, if they can pass it off as being, oh, we're Metallica, we're meant to be experimental, then sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we'll close out this part <laughs> with um, a little chat on um, Garage Inc., their covers album. So yeah, some great mm. stuff here. Um, love all the Misfits covers.
1: I They're, they're in my lower half, purely... I, purely because I really, really like Misfits, and I think mm-hmm. these are more tepid versions of those songs.
0: Fair, fair. Basically, that's not yeah. to say they're
1: bad covers. I just no. think there's something about the, the the Misfits music that is so the the rawness adds
0: to it. The punk rock, yeah. of it all. Yeah, yeah. Um, whiskey in a jar is one of my favorite Metallica <laughs> songs. I,
1: I think it's. I think it, it. Yeah, definitely goes on the list of covers better than the original.
0: Yeah. I, and I fucking love Thin Lizzy, but
1: which, and I also have met the man because he managed my dad's band for a while. Of uh, the guy who produced "Whiskey in the Jar." Wow, it's one of the worst produced songs of all time. <laughs> like it, it would be such a the, the Thin Nizzy version would be such a better song if it was produced properly mm-hmm. and mixed properly. Um, yeah, yeah, what they do with it is, is absolutely
2: brilliant. Yeah, and it's everyone's kind of waiting for it in the encore, aren't they? Because yeah. it's it's one of the three songs they usually perform. Mm-hmm. Um, my favourite is probably Turn the Page. Yeah, um, Lynn Skinner
0: didn't it? No, no. they Tuesday's Seager?
2: Gone was Lynn Skinner, right? Bob Seger.
1: Bob oh, cool. Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: There's, there's,
1: see, I've never I've never gone and listened to Carrying Properly before this, and there were some.
2: Astronomy some is choices, another one. Yeah. Some of
1: the choices of the covers really surprised me. Actually, I didn't hmm. realise the kind of thing that was on here.
0: Yeah. Um, the weight is a cracking Killing Joke cover. See, yep.
1: I've got to turn the page on the weight of both ones that I've got in my lower half of it. Interesting, Ooh. but so the weight—I—I th- I feel like they've taken everything that makes Killing Jokes' debut interesting and exciting and stripped it away. Okay. To make it a kind of Metallica song. Mm.
0: Fine. Um,
2: Bread fan. Yeah, uh, that oh, was yeah. Up, that was up there. Yeah. 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 Got a lot um, budging.
0: Yeah. Yes. Uh, sadly, the man who wrote that the lead singer guitarist of Budgie died the other day ah oh, I didn't um, see that I'll, I'll right. repeat that lad can't remember his name uh, I
1: mean it's worth mentioning heavy metal fans wet dream of Metallica covering Black Sabbath
0: <laughs> with Sabra Kadabra. but more so mm-hmm. for me Metallica covering Queen I think Stone Cold Crazy is cracking that is a good
1: one yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I've got uh, I've got merciful, the Merciful Fate medley yeah. is, my, is my top mm-hmm.
0: lovely um, it'd obviously be whiskey in a jar for me but um i really like so what i'm sorry but... Not into in hell, but yeah i know i know you hate the lyrics
1: well it's not even just that i just think generally it's against it's that macho bullshit thing i mean, the whole thing <laughs> is just it's 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 a metal version of blink 182's novelty songs <laughs> yeah that's all it is it's no it's no better in any way than i want to fuck a dog in the ass like <laughs> yeah
2: yeah it's exactly the same yeah thing. Um, was quite funny that they went on a, on a tour promoting this album and the opener was a Metallica covers band. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, that's really <laughs> <Yeah>. That's
1: cracking. <laughs> I, I found it hilarious as well to find out that um, it was recording So What that shot James' voice out and meant he had to go and recover and yeah. get a vocal coach and everything. was recording So What. Like, oh my God, what a waste. <laughs> Um, I've actually, uh, really up there as well for me is, I mean, obviously, but I do think this is really good, is um, the cover of Nick Cave's Loverman. Yeah. I think it's Bre- and the Blu- to blueprint for Sixth's Tupelo cover. <laughs> yes, good show. Uh, I also love it for the fact that we get Hetfield doing a Jack Black style baby.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just adding to his repertoire of hilarious vocal tics. <laughs>
0: alright folks well that's us done for this part um, are we? yeah yeah cool okay so <laughs> yeah that's part two done so all we have left now to discuss is Death Magnetic and Hardware to Self-Destruct our Niche of the Better top five on top five songs about hair and our shout out section so join us on the other side of the jingle for that oh and a little bit of Lulu too Three. <laughs>